Welcome to the Calvary Chapel South Bay Sermon Podcast. We are a large, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church in Los Angeles, California, and we'd love to have you visit us for a service if you're in the L.A. area. Visit ccsouthbay.org to learn more about us and to find out service times. If you have any questions, shoot us an email at hello at ccsouthbay.org. Enjoy today's sermon, and we hope to see you at church soon. It's always a privilege, I have to say this every single time because it is, to talk about God's word, that God would choose us, all of us, not just me behind here, but all of us. God's called all of us to share his word, and so we're excited to see what God wants to do. How many here are your, the double dippers, Thursday night, Sunday morning, how many y'all? All right, a lot of you, right? So part of tonight is the gospel series that Pastor Chet has been going through. How many of you guys have been le- learning and growing about the gospel, right? So we're going to take a commercial break, uh, pray for Pastor Chet and Pastor Zach. They're in Austria right now. We'll be back on Sunday. But Pastor Chet thought it would be great to, we're talking about the gospel, but how do you share the gospel? Okay, so that's why we're here tonight, to share how to share the gospel. So we're growing, we're hearing the word, but guess what? We're going to get to do the word and what the word says. Anyone remember uh, biology, chemistry in school, right? You would have a lecture part, and you would have the lab part, right? Where you would apply those things that you learn. Guess what? We're going to do lab today. You've been hearing a lot, so you are, we're going on a field trip. No, just joking, just joking. But we are going to be applying some of these things in our normal, everyday life. And so tonight, that's what we want to be able to do, to take the spiritual and make it practical, So tonight's study is called Tell His Story. Everyone say, tell his story. story. Whose story is it? Jesus' Jesus' story, right? So go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 15. Romans chapter 10, verses 14 through 15. And we're going to take a look at this verse. Romans 10, 14 through 15. And as we read this, it's a lot of questions And in your heart and your mind, as you answer these questions, what would the answer be for you? Verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they had not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? If you have a pencil, highlighter, underline that part. And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15 And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this time as we learn how to tell your story. Your story is the best story we could ever hear and give. And so tonight, would you empower the body here at Cary Chapel South Bay, the family, into sharing your love, sharing your joy, sharing your word. So I thank you, Lord, for all these things, and we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people said, Amen. In this portion of Romans, Paul is talking to the church, and he's talking to a variety of people, Jews and Gentiles. Remember, the Jews at that time, they thought, this is how I'm going to earn merit. This is how I'm going to get to heaven. This is how my sins are forgiven, by my works and my self-righteousness. That's how they thought they were going to get in. They had been living their whole life learning and memorizing, but not growing on the hearts. And Paul has a heart for the Jews that they would come to know Jesus In these passages, really, Paul says that, hey, if the Jews don't want Jesus, guess what? The gospel is for everyone, Jew and Gentile. And as he is sharing this, God offers salvation to all men. Paul wants to restore the right relationship between Israel and him. But if not, guess what? The gospel is all of us. So if you're here tonight and you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile, say amen because I have the gospel, right? We have that in our hearts tonight. And so what we want to talk about is in these two verses, verses 14 and 15, really what that means here. So the first part says, how, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? What he's saying here is, how can people call, how can they talk, how can they pray to God 
if they don't believe him, right? How can they know him if they, yeah, how can they even speak to him without that? And it goes on, it says, and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? How are they going to believe in God if they haven't even heard what he's done and who he is? Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says this, so then faith comes by hearing, and by hearing by the word of So how do you have faith? You have to hear the word of God, right? So in these passages, Paul is talking here, the the way that people are going to hear, the way that people are going to know, the way that people are going to believe is if they hear the word of God. But guess what? He goes on here, and I ask you to underline this verse. And how shall they hear without a preacher? People can't hear the word of God unless there's a preacher. Someone telling them about him. How are they going to hear without a preacher? So this is a picture of me. Um, about seven, eight years ago, we were on a mission trip to India. And we're waiting for our train. And I had one of those moments. I, didn't have very, I haven't had very many of those moments. But those moments when your heart's beating out of your chest because God's telling you to do something. Anyone have those moments, right? It's like, I don't want to do it. I do want to do it. And you go back and forth. Well, this is a picture of one of those times. One of the team members took this of me. We were waiting for our train to arrive. And there were these three boys there in India, Bangalore, India. And they were coming home from school. And I saw them. And we're not supposed to... Go up to them because in, in India there's Hindus and it could bring danger to the church. But the Holy Spirit was impressing upon my heart so much to say something. So I went over and we had what's called these wordless bracelets. And I, I got on my knees and started began to talk to them. And I, and I said, Namaste. That's all I knew. Namaste. That's all I knew. Namaste. I kept doing it over and over. And they said hello. And I was describing the colors. And the color is green like the trees. And with all that was in me. I wanted them to know Jesus. And at the end, I prayed with them, and they went on their way. How will they hear without a preacher? How will these three boys coming home from school ever hear about Jesus if no one ever shares with them? And that's what I want to share tonight. Because guess what? You might think whoever stands behind this pulpit is a preacher. Or you might think the pictures around all uh, around the church That's a preacher. Guess what? A preacher is a person driving the school bus. That preacher is a person working the drive-thru window. The preacher is a person that's taking care of a patient at a dialysis center. The preacher is you. Look around. Turn to someone and say, you're a preacher. Preacher. That word preach is keruso. Everyone say keruso. Right? What does that mean? It simply means an individual who proclaims openly something which has been done. The actual terminology is a herald. We just finished Christmas, right? Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the... Okay. A herald be someone's like, hear ye, hear you, I have a message. I have an announcement. I have something to share with you. A preacher is just that, speaking a message to people, and it's the best message. We, we started it earlier, go tell it on the mountain, right, over the hill. I feel like it's Christmas time. I'm singing all these Christmas songs. Okay. The idea is this. God has given us a message, and you and I are called to be messengers. We are here to tell his story. So guess what, Calvary Chapel South Bay? We all, a bunch of storytellers, we're here to tell the greatest story ever told, and it starts with Jesus. So tonight, we want to equip all of you to be able to do that. As we are messengers, we have the best message, the terminology, the gospel, a.k.a. the good The good Ain't it good news? It's the best news you and I could ever have, right? Um, other terminology, right, sharing your faith, sharing the gospel, sharing the love of Christ, 
couple of words you might hear if you're new to faith. Uh, when someone is witnessing, right, they're witnessing to someone what Jesus has done. They're evangelizing. They're proclaiming. All of them mean the same thing. For tonight, we're going to talk about, because I'm a simple man. Anyone here simple, right? I'm just telling the story of my king. I'm telling the story of the love of my life, right? God plans to use all of us. Think about this. God could have done anything to get the gospel across to people. He could have written, uh, 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 believe in me, slash Jesus in the sky. He could have used an angel. He could have used a waterfall that, when it went to the ground, and made a heart shape. I mean, God could have used anything. Couldn't he have? But guess what? He chose to use us. What an awesome privilege that he would call us heralds. He would call us messengers. He would call us his, his children that we would be able to share the gospel with people, right? God's normal, and I'll say this, God's normal way of bringing people to salvation is through people. How many here, someone shared the gospel with you, and that was one of the main reasons why you came to Christ? Raise your hand. Someone shared the gospel with you, and that's why you're here today. God uses people to bring people into the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? Preach. I think in our churches, we think preach is this, this big word, this complicated thing. All you're doing is talking to people about the beautiful name of Jesus. Wasn't that a beautiful song? What a beautiful name it is. What a powerful name it is. That's the name that we get to sing about, that we get to talk about. Evangelism begins in our heart. Remember, Paul, Paul's heart was heavy for the unsaved Jews. It starts in our heart. When you see someone who's lost, Mark chapter 15, uh, 16, verse 15, this is Jesus speaking, and he said, go into all the world, preach, underline that, preach the gospel to every creature, till the ends of the earth, till the whole world knows. How will they hear his story if we don't share it? How will they hear? Right? Anyone here live in the beautiful city of Wilmington? We must. Wilmington? Okay. So there's a beautiful thing that happens every Saturday, maybe Sunday, but on the corner of Avalon and Anaheim, uh, right on that corner, it's uh, El Super, is a supermarket there. There's a man or a group of individuals in Espanol. Anyone, everyone, anyone ever seen this on Saturday morning? Oh, okay. He's there he was, he was with a sound system, and he's preaching the gospel in Espanol. Like with all his heart, with so, so passionate, giving everything. Necesitas Jesucristo en tu vida, right? He's just like preaching, Gloria a Dios, glorificado, Espíritu Santo, hallelujah, right? He just, maybe I got a new job, I don't know, no, but, but he's just there. That was the Spirit of God, I don't know where that came from, but, uh, but he is a messenger, he's a preacher. Do we have to do it like that? No. This is the beauty of our faith, the beauty of being a believer in Jesus Christ. God wants to use you and I to tell his story, the gospel. And there's a variety of ways. There's written material, right? If you ever heard the four spiritual laws, the Romans road, maybe you've received or given a witnessing tract to someone to read. And those are very effective, right? Or maybe you've seen someone sing a gospel song, or maybe a spoken word that we've seen here at the church, or maybe some uh, Christian apparel. We, you know, anyone here wearing a Got Jesus t-shirt? Ooh, Got Jesus t-shirt, any Christian t-shirt, right? That's, it's a way to advertise, and I'll say that word, a way to show off Jesus. Your testimony. Do you realize each of you have a beautiful testimony? All different. And I want to encourage those who think, well, I just grew up in the church. Well, praise God. He's so faithful. He kept you, kept you from all the other stuff that me and all these other fools jumped into, right? That's how faithful God is. So I want you to understand the testimony, the story you have is what God has for you to give out to others. The purpose of tonight is not to say do it this way, do it that way. The purpose of tonight is hear the voice of Jesus, and you do it his way. It's not a method. 
It's not a criteria. It's not a formula. There's no proper way. The only thing you need to do is hear from Jesus. Do it his way. And I loved it. When Jesus healed people, did he heal them all the same way? No, he didn't. He healed them specifically for those individuals. As you and I learn to tell his story, God's going to call us to use words. Tell people like Jesus. And there's four things that I want to share with you tonight. Four things that I would like to encourage you in telling his story. The first thing I want to share with you is it's scriptural. Number one, it is scriptural, right? Be biblical. Number two, and we're going going to go through each of these individually. Number two, telling his story, it's simple. Speak it simply. Don't use complicated words. Number three, it's sincere. It's authentic. Share the gospel genuinely. And number four, it is spiritual. Be led by the Spirit, right? So let's look at the first one. Be scriptural. What does that mean? That when you're sharing the gospel, it's biblically based. It's not what you think. It's not what you read online. It's not what someone shared with you when you were a little kid. It's strictly from the Bible. La Biblia en español, ¿sí? Right? In here is where the gospel is found. You cannot find the gospel anywhere else than the word of God. And so when we're sharing the gospel, we want to make sure it's based in that. Isaiah 55, 11, it says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The Bible says the word of God has a purpose. And when it goes forth, it doesn't come back. It doesn't come back empty. But it accomplishes what I set it out to do. Does anyone here know where the Bible, where the gospel can be found? Turn real quickly. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 through 4. Pastor Chet has mentioned this several times. If someone asks you, where can I find the gospel? What is the gospel? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 through 4 gives you the gospel. So if you're ever in question, if someone asks you a question, where is the gospel found in the Bible? Not the word gospel, but the idea, uh, the, the thought of the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 3 through 4. This is what it says. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and he rose again uh, the third day according to the scriptures. So this is what we're going to do, church. We're going to read it. Can we read this together? All right, because this is the gospel, so you need to have this highlight, like have it in your Bible there. Okay, ready? One, two, three. For I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also receive, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and on the, rose again the third day according to the scriptures. According to the what? Where's the scriptures? This is the gospel. That Christ died. That he was buried and that he rose again. So anytime someone asks you, what is the, what is the gospel? It's right there. It's explicitly there. And we want to, when we're sharing the gospel, we want to give the full picture of what that is. And honestly, this is what it is. We owed a debt for our sin. We could not pay that debt. So guess what? Jesus took the hit. He paid the debt in, did he he pay 50% of it? He paid it in full. Completely. And so when I think about this, I think he says, I'm going to pay their debt because I want to spend eternity with them. That's where you and I If we've received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we spend eternity with him. I love this because we see in the life of Jesus. Luke chapter 4. Jesus is there in the synagogue. It's opening day for Jesus in his hometown of Nazareth. He gives a sermon, and he goes through Luke chapter 4, verse 18, which is out of Isaiah 61, where he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. What Jesus is saying in front of all these religious rulers, 
He says in verse 21, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What he's saying, the man, the son of God you're waiting for is right here before you. He used the Bible to confirm who he was. When we're sharing the gospel, let's be sure what we're sharing isn't our ideas, isn't what someone told us when we were a kid. And I love kids' songs. Anyone here loves kids' songs, right? You know, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, right? If I sing it, I better be able to find it in the Word of God. So church, let's be biblically based. Let's be sound in that. And you might be thinking, what does that look like practically? How can I share the gospel with someone? Number one, this thing. This is your sword, right? This is a double-edged sword that can divide the intents of the heart. So I, when I go evangelizing, and here's some things that you can think of. Bring your Bible. If you don't bring your Bible to work, if you don't bring your Bible to school, have it on your phone. When you're talking to somebody, it says, where, where's, the, where's the gospel in the Bible? Up, oh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 through 4. You can read it to them, but you know what's better? Have them read it. Ooh, like, oh, no, I can't do that. No, you can read a Bible. But check this out. Isaiah 55 says what? The word of God does not come back void. And when I send it out, it's going to accomplish what I said to do. Guess what? They're reading it. They're speaking it. It's going to their mind eventually. It's going to hit their heart. And bam, there you go. Check this out. When you give a witnessing track, I want you to kind of think outside of the box like you think this is how someone's going to come to Christ. We don't know them, but the Holy Spirit does. So when you're sharing the gospel, be scriptural, be biblically based. John 3.16, come on church, you know this, it says, for that he gave his Ah, You're fading here. This is our Thursday night crew, right? These are veteranos. Come on, let's do this. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And whoever believes in him shall not pay. Amen. If, all, if the only verse you know in the Bible is John 3.16, have someone read it. And this is the thing. So what does that mean to you? For God so loved the world. Okay, God loved the world that he gave his one only son. Okay, you can say that's Jesus. That whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. So all I have to do is believe in Jesus and have eternal life? Yes. The word of God does not come back void. It accomplishes what God has set it out to do. The second thing you want to be able to do is, as we're sharing the gospel, is to be simple. Paul said here, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of the power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Say it simply. Clearly speak the word of God. That's understandable to all. It's easy. It's uncomplicated. The gospel is simple. Jesus is the son of God who came to save. He came to seek and save that which lost. What has Jesus done for us? He hung on a cross. He died on a cross, right? Romans 5, 8, right? But God loved us as much. He demonstrated his love for us that while we are still yet sinners, Christ died for us. I want to encourage you, if you have not, if you don't have a Bible that you mark up with highlighter, you do it and you, you, you highlight these key verses. So someone asks you, how many of you have ever been that? Someone says, where does it say in the Bible? You're like, um, it says it here. I'm not sure. Be ready. When someone asks you to share about the love of your life, right? But I love this. When Jesus called the disciples, he said two words. He said, follow me. Simple. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Oh, y'all read the Bible. That's good, right? Think about, think about every time Jesus spoke. The woman caught adultery. Go and sin no more. Jesus was simple. Really simple. And I think when we understand the simplicity of the gospel, if the preschool and nursery and first graders understand the gospel, guess what? So should we. So when we're conveying the gospel, it should be simple. In Mark chapter 5, 19, it told, told the man there, go home 
to your friends and tell them the great things that God has done for you. And in the end, how he has had compassion on you, and he says, go home and tell your family. Very simply, Jesus spoke. So practically, I think when we're sharing the gospel, it's important we don't use uh, Christianese. Anyone know what that is? Christianese? Hello, brother. Hello, sister. Could you imagine someone saying, oh, that's your brother? I didn't know you had a brother. Oh, that's your sister. We use these words that in the church, it's normal. But outside, like if you go to somebody who's like, hey, are you saved? Were they saved from what? Saved from a lion? Saved from the tornado? So think about the terminology that you use with people. A better way is like, hey, have you been rescued from, from uh, your sin or whatever the case may be? Learning how to take the words that we use normally and saying in a way that people can understand. One of the ways that you can tell is if you know any children, great way to practice is share the gospel with them. At the end, did you understand what I was talking about? And if they don't understand what you're talking about, guess what? They're going to tell you, right? Kids are very honest. We should be able to share the gospel simply with those that are around. Romans 10.9, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that Christ, that God raised him from the dead, you will be simple. It is very simple. The third thing is be sincere. Share genuinely. Paul, the uh, church of Ephesus here, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Keep it real. Be authentic. Be genuine. Display humility. Our world can, can tell what's phony and plastic, can't they? They can tell if it's a script. They can tell if you, you've rehearsed it. So I think the key in all of this is let it be genuine. I heard this, I believe it was Mark Cahill, he said this, sharing the gospel is not a presentation, it's a conversation. Learn to have a conversation about Jesus wherever you go. So let me tell you this. There's a challenge. If you don't talk about Jesus here, how can you talk about Jesus outside these walls? If you don't talk about Jesus in your home, how can you talk about that in the workplace? It begins here. This is where we begin to practice sharing the gospel with one another, right? Be sincere. Jesus was real. What? He got hungry. He got thirsty. He wept. Jesus even grew weary right? Hebrews says he can sympathize with our weaknesses, but it was in all points tempted, but he did not sin. Remember when he saw the thousands and he had fed them, right? They had been with him for three days and hadn't eaten. And the Bible says they're like sheep without a shepherd, and he had compassion on them. Jesus was compassionate. He was real. When we're sharing the gospel, it should not be something that is, is, uh, rehearsed. It should not be something that is written down and I read word for word. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth, right? Is that believable? I wouldn't be sure if that person even believed what they said. Versus Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one, man, comes to the Father except through him. What does that mean to you? See, when we're sharing the gospel, and I love this. I love the fact, be who you are in Christ. The Bible says in Psalm 139, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So whoever, your background, whatever you've gone through, this is the thing you want to realize. You are valuable to the kingdom. Let him use you where you're at. So you might be here, you're outgoing, outgoing you're bold, you're up front. Praise God. You're here, you're introverted, you're gentle, soft-spoken, praise God. You got a lisp, you got a stutter, you got an accent, praise God. I'm here today and I can tell you this. There are people in this room, I can tell you, they have the gift of evangelism. I don't got that gift. Even though I'm up here doing this, I get scared. I don't know what to say. I don't sometimes want to be rejected. But guess what? God's called me. Remember, 
go into all the world and preach. So the way I do it, I just start a conversation. I went to the city of Carson, uh, uh, state of the city, where they give a, the mayor gives an address uh, to, there was like 400 people there, right? All these fancy schmancy people are wearing suits. I got this. This is how I dress. Everyone came in a suit, all decked out. And I remember sitting there and sitting to a couple who have a business, and we just began to talk, right? Hey, how, how, how were you invited here? Hey, you have a business. Where's that business? Oh, uh, I used to work at Union Bank. Automatically, this connection. Oh, your sons went to Bishop Montgomery. I went to Bishop Montgomery, right? Oh, your other daughter went to Narbonne. I taught it. Like, all these crazy connections. But I had to say something. When we're sharing the gospel, be sincere, right? I'll, I say this all. I don't know much, but what I do know, I do know. You don't have to know everything here. Do you just need to know Jesus, the one who died, was buried, and rose again on my behalf? That's what I need to know when I'm sharing with people about the gospel. There's a quote that says, people don't care how much you know. They just want to know how much you care. And so when you're sharing the gospel, say it in a way in which people can receive it, that it's real. Don't, don't be like me. Don't be like Pastor Chet. You do you, right? And let the Lord do the rest in that. The final thing I want to share with you is be spiritual. In Zechariah 4.6, it says, So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's not by intellect. It's not by experience. It's not by persuasive words. It's not a program. It's not a skit. It's by my spirit. In Acts, Peter's preaching to Cornelius, and he says this about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. In Acts, they were amazed at the disciples, at the apostles. They said, these are untrained, uneducated men, but they had been with Jesus. The way that the gospel is going to come through is that you have been with Jesus and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work through your life, right? The Holy Spirit is a helper. Anyone here need help, right? In those moments when God gives you an opportunity with someone to share the gospel, to announce, to herald, the Holy Spirit will direct you on how to share that story. So once again, when we're sharing the gospel, let's remember, let's, it's, it's scriptural, that it's from the Bible, that it's simple, that anyone can understand, that it's sincere, it's from your heart, but also being led by the Spirit. I have the privilege of going on various mission trips throughout the year. Every single time, by nature, I'm a chicken. Anyone a chicken? Right? You're like, I don't want to do it. You do it, right? But there are moments when God says, I want you to do it. And you do it, and guess what happens? Jesus shows up. Should we be surprised? Every single time. And so tonight, what we want to be able to do is, I want to give you some, some things to think about. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, it says, preach. The, can we read this together? All right. One, two, three. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Preach the word in season and out of season, when it's favorable, when it's not, when you feel like it, and when you don't. Isn't it interesting? Especially when you don't feel like it, right? When you're in a hurry, when you're tired, when you're hangry, right? All the time these moments happen, and Jesus is saying, that's when I want you to. Because I'll tell you this, God doesn't want us strong. He wants us weak. Because when we're weak, guess what? He steps in. Maybe it's difficult for you to share the gospel because you're trying to do it. My words, my experience, my testimony versus his words, his story. And so tonight, we want to give you some practical things. So um, maybe a show of hands. Who here 
God has put some on your heart. Remember at Christmas, we put all the names on the wall. Who here still have some names on that wall? Anyone on that banner still that you're still praying for, asking the Lord to come to know him? Perfect, perfect. Who here, this should be everybody, who here knows someone who's not saved, who's not walking with the Lord, right? Okay, all of us. Okay, good. So guess what we want to do tonight is train us on how to do it. Like I said, it's not a method. It's not a program. But I want to give you some key things to help all of us share the gospel effectively. Okay, so sharing your faith. Here are a couple of things to help you as we're sharing the gospel, right? Number one is this, an intro, right? Uh, Initiating a conversation. So example, if it's someone you don't know, your normal intro is, I always observe. So my brother over here has got a Dodger shirt. It's like, hey, do you like the Dodgers? You do? Okay, That's, that's an intro, right? Or hey, how do you like the rain, right? Or, hey, your shoe's untied, whatever, right? You find these various things to start a conversation. If it's someone you already know, let's say in the workplace, you think of those things that you can say that, oh, how was your weekend? Or, hey, how'd that project go? Or, hey, that last customer is pretty crazy, right? Whatever that is, okay? Although you shouldn't say that because you're a believer. But just uh, all I'm saying here is, Sometimes you observe the individual, right? If you're a restaurant, someone's in line, what, what do you recommend here, right? Simple conversation. If you're, in, if you're at the barbershop, say, like, hey, can you fade a little low here? By the way, you know, are you low about anything? No, just joking. I don't know. I'm just, that's for you, Habes. That's, that's, that's for you. That's special for you. So what I'm saying here is find a way to initiate a conversation, Right? We all have conversations, so find a way to initiate that. And then what you're going to do, you're going to take that natural conversation and ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, take it from the natural and make it spiritual. I don't know how he does it. I just know he does when we're obedient. The second thing is, after you've introed, you give info. You tell a story, however that comes about. So if you're talking to them, I think most of the times it's really great to ask questions. Right? Inquire about the individual. People have opinions about everything, don't they? Every single thing under the sun, people have an opinion about. And so I, I believe everyone has an in. I shared this story before, right? Many years ago when I was in youth ministry, there was a kid who came in, and he was a wrestler at Torrance High School. And you know, every time I talked to him, I talked about wrestling. And the kid would go on and on, and I got him down, and he did this, and I want... Find those things about people that they're interested in and begin from there. And when you ask questions, it lowers someone's defenses, doesn't it? Oh, they want to know about me, right? Um, Also, it helps them when you are interested in their life. Hey, have you ever been to church before? Man, when I was a kid, I, I did, but it was so boring. We did all this stuff, and the guy was talking and talking, just like me, talking and talking, right? Hey, do you have any, do you believe in anything? Do you have any spiritual beliefs? See, this is how you can take these conversations that will lead into that. And as the Lord leads, or is like, you know, well, for me, I'm a Christian, you know, and this is how I came to know Jesus, and he's the love of my life. Maybe you share your testimony, maybe why your relationship with God is so important to you. And if, as the Holy Spirit leads, lead the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4, Right? Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again on the third day on behalf of us. So I love this part because this is where we get to unfold the beauty of the gospel. We get to tell his story. And finally, the invite. I like this. This is where we offer a response, where we connect the conversation. Hey, I started with an intro about the Dodgers or about the weather, and that led us to a conversation of... Uh, if you've ever been to church or if you have spiritual beliefs, and now comes, uh, what do they say, seal the deal? Does that make sense, right? Yeah. You come to the end, you close the conversation, right? You provide an opportunity for the person to respond to what they've heard. Really, is where they say, so what do you think about what I just shared with you? Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, cool, right? This is a great opportunity where you get to invite them. Hey, if you're ever interested, you doing anything for Easter? 
hey, here's a, here's a flyer to one of our church services. Sometimes they'll hear it, but they aren't ready yet. Anyone been in that situation? They heard the gospel, but they weren't ready yet. They will be. The word of God doesn't come back. It's going to accomplish what it set out to do. So it's going to happen, right? Or maybe it's even this. I tell people all the time, if they, maybe someone's not receptive, it's like, okay, no problem. But hey, man, um, is there anything I can pray for you about? This is where sometimes it turns. Because they may not believe in Jesus, but some may believe that there's a God. And if you can answer a prayer, I got a prayer. My aunt, she's in ICU. She just had a heart attack. Let's pray for that. You never know what God wants to do in these conversations, right? And as the Lord leads, maybe he'll lead you to say, hey, would you, would you love to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? It was so cool. On Sunday after third service, there was a young man, after you guys are here, a young man with his aunt, and she's coming. There's things going on in her life, this and that. And in the end, it's like, by the way, do you, do you, do you know Jesus? She's like, no, I don't. Oh, before I pray for you, would you like Jesus? Uh Uh-huh. Well, let's pray. Can you pray? Uh Uh-huh. And just right here, before the stairs, right here, I was able to lead her in the prayer. I was not even expecting that. Here I was, right? Check this out. Here I was just ready to pray for people. And God says, ding, she needs me. What if I said, nope, I'm here to pray. I'm going to pray. That's it. Done. Let's not miss those opportunities that God has for us. Amen? And so today, what we're going to do is we're going to do a little role play. We're going to do a little role play. So uh, my homegirl, Adonis, can you come up? We're going to do a little thing here. So we want to give you an example of what a conversation can be like. Okay? So uh, we'll just use the situation. Is AD right here. AD, right? So what's up? <laughs> okay, so... We haven't done that in a while. We haven't done it in a while. Okay. So let's just take a realistic conversation. Um, We're at work. Okay. So we work on, uh, we work at the docks, Starbucks, whatever, you know. What's the docks? The docks? Like, okay. Well, that's another conversation. You guys can tell, you can tell Donna's what the docks are. Okay. Come on. I need to know where I work. (laughs) Let's do Starbucks. 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 Here we are. We're in the break room. And here is Adonis. It's like, whoa, what's up, Adonis? What's going on? Are we starting right now? Yeah, we're starting right oh, now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Rewind. You guys, right. this is not rehearsed, okay. so uh, right. bear with us. All right. Hey, what's up, Adonis? How are you doing? What up, D? What's going on? Um, you okay? Yeah, you? Yeah, good. I'm just coming off of my break right now. What's going on with you? Um, just sitting Just here. sitting? Yeah. Waiting for your break to be over? I know, man. Um, how was your weekend? Um, it was pretty good. I'm in the process of moving, so just oh, packing. Just packing stuff, yeah. right? Nothing special happened? Uh, I took a nap. You took a nap? Okay. Yeah. So you like to sleep then? Yes. Yeah? Don't like you? like to sleep a lot? I do. Yeah. You kinda, look like sorta. you don't. Like I know. I know. I look tired and haggard. I know. I know. I've been trying to tell myself to get more sleep, but it's not happening. Man. Very, very cool. Well, for me, I actually uh, went, went to church. You know I'm a Christian, right? Do you know that? I mean... I notice you don't act like the other creeps around here. You, I, know, you know. I know. I'm not a creeper. I know that. No, I know that. Yeah. You're, you're kind of nice. Yeah. Cool. Can yeah. I ask you, have you ever been to church, been invited or encountered church before? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, can we be real? Yeah, let's be real. For a minute. Um, I think a lot of times I can just like feel like judged like people mm-hmm. looking at me, you right. know, my hair right. is blue, right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, baggy pants, right. you know, right. they think, you know, yeah. something's off, you know? Know. know. And so I don't know. I just don't like to like surround myself with that kind of vibe. I'd rather just, you know, I know it's probably going to sound cheesy, but it literally is about just living the best life I can, right. I like you. having fun and truly just like, Loving my way. Right. So oh, it's, just, it's just simple. I know. I hear you. And man, Adonis, that's, that's how my life was before. I was like, my, my, my mantra was like, the purpose of life is to have fun. And I would do everything and anything to achieve that goal. But you know, after a while, it got empty. And I kept doing it and over and over again, and nothing was happening. And after the weekend was over, the morning after, I'd feel like, that was it. Mm. 
you know, and someone inviting me to church. And yeah, church isn't really about people. It's actually about God and having a relationship with him. And I learned that I didn't have to be in this endless cycle of trying to do it on my own and trying to, to fight and trying to make everything fun and happy on the inside. It was, I think I was hurting and I was missing something in my life. And uh, there was a pastor there and he shared about this man, the son of God, and his name was Jesus. And something happened to me, and I'm going to keep it on the real. Like, I, I can't even really explain it. Mm-hmm. But something happened on the inside, and I realized whatever that man was talking about, I wanted. Yeah. Because I knew it was filling my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know where you're at in your spirituality, if you believe in anything. But I don't know. I just felt the need to share that with you. Because we've been working here for a while. You know, I know you got promoted. You got promoted to manager, you know. That was cool. Wow, that's news, although, bro. I although, didn't know that. Although, yes. Although I wanted that job, but that's okay. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> I, I hear you. I think one of the things that I appreciate about you, Dee, is that you, um, you listen. You know, I think a lot of times people have come and they've talked to me about Jesus and it's felt like you need, you need. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't even know me. Right. Exactly. You don't know where I came from. You right. don't know what my issues are. You don't know. But yet I need mm-hmm. that. I don't know if you want to tell that to your church people, but <laughs> listening is yeah. like you listen. And I appreciate that. Oh, no, thanks. And you know what? I think that's that's just a God thing. Because I know for myself, without, without Jesus, without having him in my life, I would be super messed up. I wouldn't even be able to keep this job, but you know what, by the grace of God. And I'm just, you know, and my heart was just to, to share this with you, you know. And, and I don't know if you have anything going on for Easter. I don't know if you have any plans, but I would love to invite you. So we have some Easter services. And I don't know what everyone's done to you in the past, but I know one who will never do you wrong, who will never judge you. There's a story in the Bible, a woman who was caught in adultery. And all these fools were accusing her of sleeping with another man. And Jesus wrote some words in the sand. And he says, hey, if anyone here is without sin, let him be the first to cast a stone. And mm. no one left. And Jesus came to her and loved on her. and says, sin no more. No matter what that means for you right now, I, I just want to encourage you in your life that you just continue to to seek him and that God would show you exactly what to do. I'll think about it. All right, cool. Are you guys going to have food at your church? Yeah. You know, there is this homegirl, Adonis, she got food in her office. Like, man, that's where I go. Wow. (laughs) Good job, good job. (laughs) Awesome. So, (laughs) so guess what? Well, that was so entertaining to watch, wasn't it? I was having fun myself. So guess what, church? When you're talking to people, have an introduction on how to speak with them. And as the Holy Spirit leads you, give some info about yourself, about the Bible, about Jesus. And at the end, come to a conclusion where maybe you're inviting the church. Maybe you're praying for them. So guess what, church? I said this is going to be a fun night. Guess what? You're going to do this right now. So what I'm going to have you do, everyone stand up. I know, this is crazy. I want you to find one person in the room that you don't know, okay? So listen, uh, don't, don't, don't go anywhere yet. I'm going to have some people to help you if you can't find anyone. We're going to give you three minutes each. One person will be the Christian, like I was, and one person will be the non-Christian. And all I want you to do is have a conversation. Remember, it's not a presentation. All you're doing is having a conversation, okay? And... And part of this is be led by the Holy Spirit to show you. So we want everyone to participate. Uh, I'm going to come down, and some of the leaders are around, so make sure you're with somebody, or I'm about to break you up and, like, put you with teams, okay? I'm going to give you one minute, and I'll tell you when to go. I'll put the timer. Ready, set, go. Find one person in the room. Go, 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 go. Find someone. Look, look, look. Team leaders, help them find someone. All right. Everyone have a partner? Who doesn't have a partner? All right. All right. I'm going to give you three minutes. Ready. Ready, sit, and wait, 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 wait. 
Raise your hand if you're the non-Christian in your role play. Non-Christian, raise your hand. Non-Christian, raise your hand. Okay, very good. All right, Christian, you ready? On your mark, you got three minutes. On your mark, get set, and go. Have a conversation. Online family, you are not excused from this little activity. So here's the deal. As the body right now is literally doing some role play, we also want you to be able to participate also. So this is what we're going to do first. I have two questions for you. The first question is, what keeps you from sharing the gospel? Is it fear? Is it a lack of knowledge? Is it uncertainty of whether you can hear God? I want you to be able to enter into the chat now. What is it that keeps you from sharing the gospel? And the second question I have for you is, are you willing to grow in that area? Are you willing for that not to define you anymore? Are you willing to take a step of faith and have right, God give switch, you what's needed to overcome switch that hurdle switch in sharing the gospel. So I want to write that in. I'm going to give you a couple minutes to do that. After that, you are going to see a slide with a few questions. And this is actually for you to journal, to pray through, and to honestly have a prayer time with you and the Lord and seeking your heart and what he has to say. And so again, I want you to be able to write in the chat what keeps you from sharing your faith. And then secondly, again, are you willing to grow in that area? All right, you guys take some time to do that. And then the slide's going to come up for you to answer those questions between you and the Lord. And then Pastor Dennis will be back. We love you. Thank you for participating. And we'll see you when Pastor Dennis comes back. God bless you guys. Looking good. Awesome. Was that fun or what? That was so fun. Awesome. (laughs) cool so check this out church look at you still evangelizing if they're at church they're already saved okay if they're here they're probably already saved okay in our role play let me just ask you this how do you was that the first time for any of you to do something like that first time okay good awesome very good so real quick a show of hands did anyone that you're witnessing to, did they receive the Lord? Anyone? Oh, what? You're like the speed evangelist. That's like three minutes flat. Did anyone here have someone that was really hard to talk to? Oh, no. You're some nice non-believers. Man, I would have been. Okay. So, so that was a, a simple activity to remind us that God wants to use us. Let me ask you this. Were you encouraged by the person sharing that, the gospel with you, right? And I love it because if you think about it, it's not the words. It's not how they even say it. It's the heart, right? It's the heart to want to share because God has placed something in our hearts. that we. It's like I, Paul said, for the love of Christ compels me. I can't help but say it. I can't help talk about it because of what the work that God's done in my life, you know? And so even today, um, I'll share a couple of things and we'll close with this. But I realize when I share my faith, I believe it even more so. Because I'm repeating it. I'm sharing the gospel and guess what? I'm receiving it. I'm saying, and God forgave all your sins. I'm like, God forgave all my sins. And now you have hope. Now I have hope. Do you realize Sometimes you need to share the gospel with yourself, right? Because what happens? We forget, and guess what? The enemy comes to rob, kill, and destroy. So guess what, family? Let this be not practice, but let this be our lifestyle. This is how we live. This is how we roll as a believer in Jesus Christ. The other thing I realize, the more I share the gospel, the more I become like Jesus. Because I'm speaking of the things of God. And so tonight, as you are here, this is just a simple exercise, a simple thing to help us. So with that in mind, whoop, whoop, a little commercial. If you want more practice, guess what? This Saturday, 
we have our Easter outreaches. So if you're available this Saturday, two at the same time, one at Veterans Park at 10 a.m. and the other at Wilson Park at 10 a.m. So I want to encourage you, Jesus wants to use you. Remember what we talked about? If you can do it here, guess what? You can do it out there. And so that's going to be our challenge with you. The other thing I want to share with you sometimes is just showing up. We were invited by the city of Gardena for the Cinco de Mayo parade happening Saturday, April 29th. (laughs) What? (laughs) So we have a plan. But guess what? We need all the church to be up there. Could you imagine there was a parade, marching band, da-da-da, and you got 500 people from Cowie Chapel South Bay rolling up on Normandy. Think about this. What I want to share with you tonight is this, and I'm going to end with this real simply, is that God has called us to live for him. So there's this book called Soul Winner, and it's by Charles Spurgeon. And the reason why I show this is, so the figure there, obviously, is like a farmer, and he has seeds there. And it says, a sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as, as, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. Statistics say, and I went online, and it's so varied from, some people say it takes three times before, three times for a person to hear the gospel before they give their life to the Lord. That wasn't me. Another says it takes between five to seven times before someone hears the gospel before they receive Jesus. Also, about uh, some statistics say it takes 18 times before someone receives Jesus as Lord and Savior. This is the thing I want to share with you tonight. Whatever time that that person has shared with you, imagine this is the time. This is when they're going to receive. I was a student at El Camino uh, many, many years ago, and I was taking a philosophy 101 class. And there was a young lady... And every time the instructor would share something about Socrates or philosopher, she would always raise her hand and says, well, the Bible says I wasn't a believer at the time. Another occasion, she was like, well, Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life. I was a heathen, ponytail, earring kind of guy. That's who I was. I know, crazy, huh, right? And it irritated me. It bothered me. After class one day, I said, hey, um, can I ask you a question? She's like, sure. <laughs> Why do you always bring up God? It's philosophy class. God has nothing to do with philosophy. And she started to unfold, well, God's done so much for me. And we're going back and forth, back and forth. And she said, well, you know, I'm not here to really debate. I just want to share truth with you. And she said, I'm going to pray for you. I go, I don't need you to pray for me. This is, this is me, right? But I'm going to pray that you would experience the love of God. And this statement to this day, she says, God's going to love you whether you have good behavior or bad behavior. God's going to love you just because of who he is. Mic drop. I didn't receive after that. But others planted, some watered. I am fruit of that young girl standing up to me to say that Jesus loves you. So whether it's the first six, 80-second time, the word of God doesn't come back void. So church, this is not a message just to hear. This is a message to do, to go on to all the world and preach the gospel. So church, y'all ready to tell his story? Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that really our story is your story, and it's the best. And God, we don't want to preach about ourselves. We don't want to preach preach about church. We want to preach about Jesus and what you've done in our life. And so I pray you would encourage, you would use tonight to help us be your witnesses to be your messengers, God. And if there's anyone that's fearful, God, your word says perfect love casts out all fear. 
So fear has no place in the believer. God, increase our faith. Father, we believe. Help our unbelief tonight. And that we would do the work of the ministry. So thank you for the family of Christ. God, we pray ahead of time for Easter. Would you bring people upon people and crowds that many would receive Jesus and say yes to you. So God, we're excited for what you want to do. We thank you, Lord. We love you. And we pray this in the beautiful name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. And we hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you have any questions or just want to check us out, make sure to visit us at ccsouthbay.org. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next week.